That, ladies and gentlemen, was your introduction to the KWUR Theater of the Air. It's what we do. That my, was that was our engine starting up. Yeah. Uh, my name is David Brunel Brutman. I'm David Reinstrom. And I'm Alex Jensen. Why do you always have to go last? Because it's the order that yeah. we do things. All right. I don't like change. But usually <laughs> David R. Usually I first. go first. I know. So I gestured to, to Alex and she was silent. No, because... Damningly silent. I have to go last. All right. No, you are you are the most important. You go last. <laughs> Hello, everyone. Welcome to the show. You're listening to KWUR Clayton ninety point three FM, and it is party times. It is. Welcome to party times. By by which we mean pa- party times begin <laughs> now. <laughs> pa- party times begin at the tone. Beep. Beep. All right, now that it's party time, I, I feel compelled to tell you that Alex and I are still on... We're, you can bid for us on the for interwebs. For a date. Do you understand what we're telling you? Do you? This is like big stuff here. Come on, I'll like make you falafel. David Re- he will. David Reinstrom will make you a falafel if you, bid, falafel if you bid over $10 on him. It's true, I will make you a falafel. And I will take you out on a romantic Wait. dinner Sorry. for over 20 to clarify, does that mean that you will make a falafel for somebody, or you will turn them into a falafel? It's not a falafel. I will make falafel for someone. I will make a series of... What if I only want one? Then one you shall have. If you bid on me, have you bid on me? No. Current going price, $10. Well, I'll have to look into that. Okay, tonight's theme is, uh, <laughs> what, a evil... But, but we're going to begin <laughs> the eternal struggle <laughs> yes. between uh, between good and evil, later, light later, and dark, can we, um, order and crime. Later, can we can we have an evil laugh contest? Oh, oh we yeah. can totally have an evil laugh contest. Awesome. Absolutely, can't wait. Okay, so All we're right, going continue. to begin with um, something new that the KWR Improv Theater of the Air did um, the other week. Yeah, we we have some uh, movie trailers this week, along with our theme. We have trailers for movies about the the eternal struggle yes, between between good, good and evil, and a, good and evil, man and nature, man uh, and society, man and and uh, game boards. I was going to say lemmings. Oh, no! I'm I'm actually reading off the sheet all sorts of things that apply. Oh, yeah. I'm being real clever here. You're, anyway, you're way ahead of me. Anyway, why don't we play this? Yeah. Why don't we play some of these some of these movie trailers? Enjoy this upcoming buddy cop film. This summer. One is the oldest counterterrorism agent on the force. I fought in Normandy. And the other is an up-and-coming young maverick. I'm Hi a there. renegade. Now they have to team up. Maddie, I'm Leslie. As your gruff but mostly available police captain, I'm going to put you together. Despite your differences, you're going to come together and fight crime. You expect me to work with this clown? I only work with Elmo. To fight the worst threat the United States of America has ever faced. Soon our plan will be underway to blow up the ocean. But can they work together? You'll never get anything out of me. I'll never talk. I hoped it wouldn't have to come to this. These Dora stickers say otherwise. No, get them off of me. Dora will explore your pain. Get them off of me. No. Oh, my God, I'll tell you everything. The ships, they're in South Boston. Leave me alone. That's all we needed to know. Thank you. Say you're welcome. You're welcome. Slow down. You're you're going over 40. There's no way. We gotta catch them. Madison, we only have 10 minutes left before this bomb explodes. Which wire goes to which? Uh, I think I know. After nap time. (sighs) Together, Madison Sweeney and Wesley Bojangles are... The Blue Wire! The Diaper Patrol, coming to theaters summer 2009. All right, we uh, we hope you enjoyed that trailer. I know I did. I know I did as well. And uh, we're going to follow that up with a quick word from our sponsor. Yeah. Dude, totally psyched for tonight's game. Oh, totally. Yeah. Did any of you guys bring the popcorn? Yeah. Oh, yeah, got it here. With extra butter! Hey, guys, got the beers. Excellent! That is awesome. 
awesome local brew. Oh, rock in my world. Yeah. All right, Brent, Joe, here's your beers. Awesome. Dude, rock. Here's Zach, here's your... Oh, ooh. dude, you Oh, my God. It. Oh, crap. Oh, man. Dude, how are we supposed to clean this? We gotta lick it. No, don't lick it, man. No, guys, maybe it'll just, like, vaporize or something. Has this ever happened to you? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. All right, well, I bet you've noticed that it probably sucks. Totally. There's totally natty light all over your tile slash linoleum slash hardwood surface. It's a bummer. It's a major bummer. Don't be a DB. Go in there and mop the crap out of it with a Mop 1000 X60. This isn't your girlfriend slash wife's type of mop. This is a man's mop. Completely like the mop that your girlfriend or your wife or your mother might use, but with an awesome name. Yeah. Comes in ebon black and prison jumpsuit orange. It's extreme. How extreme? Obnoxiously extreme with X60 fiber technology that soaks up the liquid like your college roommate soaked up booze. Is it better than a sponge? Yeah, hell yeah. Is it better than paper towels? You betcha, buckaroo. Is it better than throwing 20 tampons on the floor? Yeah, it is. Wait, why do you have, like, 50 tampons? Nosebleeds, dude. Irrelevant! Buy the Mop 1000 X60! So how are you boys feeling now? Mop-tastic! Cool, I wasn't expecting you to respond in unison. Only 10 payments of $995.95 can be used as a ninja weapon at the IC approved. Void, we're prohibited. Thank you very much. Bye. Wow. <laughs> yeah, you hadn't heard had you heard that yet? I hadn't heard that yet. Oh, okay. I, I wanna buy that. <laughs> oh, that's perfection. I, I would like to endorse uh the Mop Thousand. You are listening to the KWUR Theater of the Air here on KWUR Clayton ninety point three FM. I'm David Reinstrom. I'm David Bernal Brutman. And I'm Alex Jensen. And introducing intern Justin. Say something. So guys. Hey, how's it going? Welcome to the station. Welcome to the studio. He is training with us today. We will, we will learn him something good. What do you think of our show so far? Oh, don't put him on the spot. Put yeah. him on the spot. What do you think of the show? Say, say something good. Oh, I think it's uh, pretty good. Yeah. Uh, oh, right. Okay. Right I like on. this one. All right. He's going to have great. To, we're going to have to do more Ruby Rod moments as, the, uh, as it goes on. <laughs> so tell us. Are you nervous in the service? Bing. Uh, Let's not freak him out like that. No. I don't even understand what you just said. It's a Fifth <laughs> Element reference. We'll explain during the break. Okay. M- maybe. Mabes. So, uh, speaking of the Fifth Element, that's a movie. It totally is a movie. And we're playing movie trailers. We totally are playing What's movie trailers. What's your point, David? Yeah. I think we should play another movie trailer. Okay. You know what I like about David? He's so cryptic. He is cryptic. I am cryptic. He speaks in half-truths and mystery. I am cryptic. You know, I, I, I dance around things cryptically. I do that, just not cryptically. Right. Uh, movie trailer? I'm a crypt keeper. Yeah, mm-hmm. let's, let's get going. Movie I dance trailer. around the corpses of the what? Oh, okay. Oh, God. In a world where fudge is the only food. Uh, I'd like a quarter pound fudge burger with some fudge fries, please. Uh, that'll be 25 fudge nickels, please. One dentist dares to dream the impossible. I've, I've got to do something. These kids' teeth. I've, I've got to make sure these kids are eating vegetables. Ah, my dear boy, dreams do not grow on stalks. Carrots will never make it in this town. Fudge is the way of the future. Fudge is the way of the future. One man dares to make a stand. I'll do it. I'll do it myself. A vegetable stand. Cauliflower, three for a dozen. What do you got there? Uh, this, it's, 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 a, it's called a cauliflower. It comes from the ground. What kind of fudge is that made out of? Oh, it's not, it's not made out of fudge at all. What? Carrots, carrots, uh, three for 25 cents. Who would eat that? Why, me. Oh, my, oh, my God, he's putting it in his mouth. That came out of the ground. I'm right, un-American. They're trying to stop him. Mr. President, sir, I don't know if you've heard, but there's a man in Newport selling vegetables. What kind of fudge are they made out of? No, sir, they're not made out of fudge. They're vegetables. Oh, my God. we got to shut this guy down. You can't take this away. The, the children, the children need radishes. Doesn't everybody need radishes? Radishes and carrots and rutabagas? Uh, that's the rock of the foundation that, that this country was built on. Yeah. 
Marion, my, my dental hygienist, what are you doing at the stand? I think you're crazy, but just crazy enough to make this work. Maybe together we can start a movement. This Christmas, from the studios that brought you Citizen Romaine, comes the heartwarming tale of Dr. Henry P. Wintergreen, the dentist that made a difference. I can't take it away, I tell you. I can't. We'll win out. We'll win out somehow. Fudge off. Coming to theaters, winter 2009. That trailer touched me. Right here. Oh. No, 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 no. Up. Oh, he, oh, oh. Uh, higher. You you were pointing to the... Yeah. Curve. <laughs> oh, that that's just the way my Ladies mind works. Ladies and gentlemen, works. you're listening to the K-Worth Theater of the Air here on... K-W-U-R, Clayton. 94.3 FM. Ah, oh, glorious. That will never get old. Ever. I don't Ever. think it will. <laughs> I don't think it what will. What did we do last time? Didn't you play like three times in a row? Because we asked you to. <laughs> I, I may have. You may have. I may make you play it again at some point in the near future. I may be slightly in love with that station ID. There is slight love there. Definitely. All right. Uh, and now an announcement of public service. And then we're going to take a short break. For many high school students, sometimes the difference between dropping out and graduating can be a boost. A boost from someone in their life who can help them see just what they have the potential to become. Visit BoostUp.org to find out how you can help a student in your life finish high school. Because high school is hard, but graduating is harder. Brought to you by the U.S. Army and the Ad Council. Love, love, love. 
Totally back. Hi. Yes. Hello. How are you? I'm good. How good. are you doing? Thanks. I'm doing. So me this good. is uh, the Kwer Theater of the Air here on uh, Kwer KWUR ninety point three FM. You don't sound very certain, Clayton. Maybe you should. The future do it underground in a more radio, radio, radio. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe I, you I agree. R- oh do that wait. In a more yeah, you don't sound very. Manner. Okay. Uh, how about this? K-W-U-R, Clayton, 90.3 FM. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> awesome. That's what, that's what I was second. talking about, yeah. Hey, you, you know what else is awesome? Uh, they made that. We made yeah. that. Oh, nice. Yeah. Everything, yes, intern Justin, everything that we make here is homegrown in, oh, the, in the backyards and the, um, the homesteads of, and the basements of America. <laughs> Yes, America. No, no, no. I mean, we. Uh, what we do is we have a group of, of improv uh, actors, which I guess includes us some of the time, and we go into the recording studio in the Danforth University Center, and we improvise these sketches, all in preparation for our next season, which is going to be uh, scripted radio theater. Oh, okay. Indeed. Cool. Which is yeah, so cool. we actually have a full show of original content uh, today. Which usually, That's yeah, right, usually we, we play stuff usually from like, the archives. We have some uh, archival kind of classic radio theater, like actually from, from, from the, the 40s, yeah, from 50s. the forties and fifties. But right. today we actually have a full show of original content. Original. What do you mean content. archival? What do you mean archival? Like I've got a bunch. We've got a bunch of uh, old uh, radio theater from the forties and fifties. Uh, do you know who Nero Wolf is? The the uh, the detective he's really fat he's a detective and he's fat that is that's his gimmick um, mm. voiced by Sidney Greenstreet who was uh, the the fat man in um, oh, okay so he's fat I got yeah. that <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no that's his that's his name in um, his name is Fatman no 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 in the Maltese Falcon that's his character's oh. name yeah Isn't no they, they, they refer to him regularly yeah. as the fat man and oh, sorry have you ever seen Casablanca no. All right. No, well, that's okay, I haven't we will we will have to take it upon ourselves, Justin, to educate you. Okay, that so was like is, the look of death. It was the look of death. It was. I was just generating tension on purpose. Uh, today's theme is evil, as you may recall. Uh, just, well, we'll have a we'll have an evil laugh contest later. Sorry, later, David. Sorry, later. Keep your shirt on. Well, you know what's really evil. Um. Uh, Horrible sword! Oh my gosh! Oh my gosh, it's the evilknifesupply.com! David, would you like to explain. Uh, okay, so <laughs> just, I found. Just how. I found this website. Yes. Um, I don't know how I found it. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I was, I was looking for like a, like a little pen knife just to keep around to cut string. Or not, people. Not to cut people. Like okay. to cut small, useful things. Just making sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, 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 no. Like a, like a little pen knife. Like a, like a tiny half inch like or thing. Like a 10 inch pen knife. But so, <laughs> so little. And, and so I'm looking you, you for like online knife You know that switchblade knife, blade knife in, in <laughs> yeah. 12 Angry Men? You know? No, I've never seen it. Really? Yeah. I've seen 12 Angry Men. Okay. See, now, right. now we have a disparity right. here. Now we're getting somewhere. No, no, now, now we're equal. Okay. I yeah. Anyway, anyway, I, I I go on this site which is swordsofmight.com. dot <laughs> um, Hey, free plug um, for those of you sword producers out there. If you're listening, swords on this of site. might your complete sword store. Uh, questions and phone orders can be directed to one eight hundred five three eight ten zero. Sorry, ten ninety eight. Yeah, give that number again, David. One eight hundred five three eight one zero nine eight. They also have a live chat. Whoa. Whoa. I'm gonna click on that. Yeah, I should check it out. I'm a little. Tempted. I'm a little nervous, actually. <laughs> um, but that's that's neither here nor there. The point is that I went on this website. I found all these weird exotic swords, and the thing is, they're like they're like movie prop swords or they're fantasy swords, but they're they're real. It's like they look like movie props, but they are actual 
like, like bladed they could weapons. Cut you. They could cut a person. Uh, and so in that or vein, gut a person. We uh, we found these um, these swords here. We found these swords and knives. So I will I will read you something about the uh, the dragon mutilator, and then Justin, <laughs> if you would read read the um, the response, should be up at the top of that page. The, the bullet port, the hmm? bullet points. Uh, well, let me see. There's no like paragraph or paragraph response. Well, because oh, you, you can didn't copy it down online. You can you can comment on. Uh, Dave, will you read the uh, the comment for the dragon? I mutilator? will certainly read the comments for okay. the dragon mutilator. There, so. there are product comments. Yeah, for yeah, yeah. Okay, this fantastic item is a very cool exotic dagger combo indeed. The dragon mutilator is a single-handed, double-bladed hand weapon with spikes on the hand grip to complete this menacing weapon. Then there comes a time when you may have to duel with two enemies at the same time. That's when you push the spring-loaded button and the dragon mutilator splits into two single daggers. Incredible! Incredible. All right, wow. Dave. And now, uh, now your response. Product reviews. 6-19-2008. Whoa, dude! Totally insane! This thing is awesome, man! It's got great looks and is very functional. I personally want one, but have friends that do. I'd buy it, but I'm not old enough. I already own a sword and knife collection. Maybe for Christmas, it is incredibly cheap. It would make for a good self-defense just in case. Whoa, 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 whoa. Five out of five hold, swords. Excuse me. Hold on. Wait. <laughs> Wait. Self-defense? Against how dragons. Bi- how big is Against this thing? Dragons. This thing's like... What? 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 It's like... David, read the product specs, please. I, I, please. Please. Read the dimensions Dagger here. blade. Nine inches. Overall... 24.5 uh, inches. Oh, God! So, wait. You're not going to be carrying this, carrying this thing around. That is not around. a knife. <laughs> two-foot bullet. You're not going to be carrying this thing around with you like, oh, gosh, I'm being mugged. <laughs> Thank, Thank God. I have my dragon mutilator. <laughs> Maybe you would keep it in your backpack. I, no. I, no. Okay. Alex, read to us about the, the grab bag, or as you might say, the gray bag. The gray bag. Here, don't make fun of my heritage, Derhe. Sorry, Derhe. <clears throat> <clears throat> For only fifty dollars, you can, you can get this grab bag. I'm gonna I'm gonna read this detailed description. She's from for Wisconsin. You. Yeah. <clears throat> Sometimes in life, you never know what you're going to get. This is one of those times. Although one thing we can guarantee is, with our grab bags, you will get more than your money's worth. Each of our sword and rep- weapons grab bags features boxes full of swords, daggers, knives, decor, stands, and God knows what else. Each grab bag is designed to give you the most swords and weapons for your money, and the higher the grab bag, the more you get. We cannot take any requests on what you will have in your grab bag. It is our choice. Also, because of the nature of the product, the savings we will receive, all grab bags are not returnable. <clears throat> that was a disclaimer. And now a product response about the grab bag from Justin. This item should be called knife grab bag, not sword and weapon grab bag. I received one sword and a decorative wall hanger that might interest someone else. Some tactical folders that are nice, but not what I was hoping for. I'll never buy another unseen grab bag in my life. It's ridiculous. That was was unexpected. Justin, you wrote that, didn't you? Brilliant, sir. (laughs) Uh... Maybe. I knew it. I knew you were a fan. A fan of Swords of Might. <laughs> Dot com. Thank you. I really, yeah, I was, there, there like needs to be a lightning, lightning. sound effect. There can only that. be one. Do people Shh. actually buy these? They must, mustn't they? Apparently. Well, I mean, that's only 50 bucks. No, because we, we want to go, go <laughs> half Are you considering? Dave, want to go half stage? Mm, no, I'm have? good. But no, we we were asking the same question, right, David? Right. And so we we... Did some Google searches, and there are so many of these sword websites, like just floating around, all over the place. Like, okay, so I found uh, there was this rather expensive, like high, like nice looking site, good graphics, good text, good copy, like properly spelled, unlike the swords of mm-hmm. my crap. Uh, and they were selling um, the sword used by Tristan, the main character in the movie Stardust from last year, and that was like three hundred and thirty bucks. And they were, like, wow. taking, like, pre-orders and stuff and saying, this is going like hotcakes. And I'm like, who has the disposable income in this economy right now to be buying Tristan swords? Well, it's, like, the same thing. They they kind of did that with Lord of the Rings. Like, they, they sold that humongous sword that Aragorn mm-hmm. used. It's, like, three feet long. What? And it turns out to be, like, 500 bucks. And what do you even do with it? You just, like, sit it there and say, well, that's a replica of a movie that they made in 2002 or whatever. It's right. like in Probably- Sky Mall. 
Sky Mall when yeah. when you like turn to the middle and then there's like you know the Harry Potter you know you can buy the, the mm-hmm. wand for the Harry yeah, Potter that, that stuff comes with the DVDs like they send you like the Harry Potter <laughs> Noble Collection with the DVDs. Wow. Good God. Well, okay, so <laughs> so yeah, right. That's what I was saying. That's my what question: I was saying. You can buy like uh, like World of Warcraft swords. My question is with the actual film props, like for example, Aragorn, Aragorn's sword, the one he uses in the movie. Is like Viggo Mortensen actually using a a like sixty pound sword? I feel like no, he's using a much lighter. I'm pretty sure he hollow is prop. wooden or styrofoam. Right now, see, I'm pretty sure they use like, real swords. Oh, do they? Yeah. Oh, okay. I, I wouldn't. I don't know. I, I would just. I just I, figured they would probably use something a lot lighter than an actual sword. No, see, I, I recall seeing a DVD thing about that, and I'm pretty sure they were. Using actual swords. Well, okay, we're we're getting we're getting away from our roots here. Well, usually, is, usually they don't though. This is it, not the what, sword yeah, hour. This is. <laughs> I'm sick of these swords. Ah, to hell with them. I need to hear more movie trailers and commercials. Word. Let's let's do that. Here's a trailer about <laughs> not a sword, but a horrible killing implement. Okay, enjoy. They call him the tree surgeon. Fast, efficient. Accurate, but here's one surgeon that never took the Hippocratic Oath. Hey, honey, that tree in the backyard doesn't look so healthy. Maybe we should call a tree surgeon? That was quick. Once he was happy, but then fate took everything from him. Now he's out for revenge. This Arbor Day, evil takes root. Hey, uh, how's it going up there? Going, going good? Going, oh, oh my god. Oh my god. Ah, ah! Look out below. Tree surgeon, make like a tree and die. Rated R. Father Time. You may know me better as the man who made Ron Howard not cute anymore. But I'm not here today to ravage your youth. I'm here to talk to you about a burgeoning problem in our society. Bees. That's right, bees. Sure seems like they're everywhere these days. From the supermarket. There's bees in my groceries. To the barber shop. There's a bee in my hair. To 13,000 feet above the earth. Okay, is everybody ready to jump? Let's go! Whoa! Skydiving! Okay, get ready. You're next. Well, I'm a little nervous. It, it's my first time skydiving. Here goes. Whoa! 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 What a rush! Better open my parachute. Wait a second. This parachute is made of bees! And I'm allergic! No! Tragic. These bee encounters could have been easily avoided. How? By moving to Canada, of course. Canada. A land without bees. This message brought to you by the Canadian Tourism Board. And that was uh, once again a message from our our lovely sponsors. They are quite lovely. They are quite lovely, right, and Alexo? I yeah. Put down would go your so far to say, what do you think you are, Barack Obama? Excuse me, I'm telling people to listen to our show. Oh, okay, never mind. Good grief! I just wanted to make a Barack Obama and how he likes his BlackBerry joke. Wait, our show here on. Yeah, that one. That's the one. Yeah, that that one. one? The same. That one. <laughs> uh, too delightful. Too delightful too for delightful words. Indeed. Um, I would like to remind say, everyone. We mentioned this at the top of the hour that David Reinstrom and I are still being auctioned off for dates. David, the sexiest male voice on the Thank radio, you. will make you falafel. 
If you bid higher than $10. It's true. That's the current bid. And I, Alex Jensen, will take you out on a romantic, romantic night in the town. Dinner and all. If you bid higher than 20 So, uh, do that, and the proceeds will go to KWR. Yeah? Thank you. You're welcome. That sounds totally sweet. Yeah, it does sound totally Wait, sweet. did we just have a flashback? No, 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 no. That was the beatbox, Jimmy. <laughs> Oh, okay. Uh, flashback sounds like this. Oh, oh. The beatbox genie sounds like when he's going away, he goes, which is different than... Naturally. It the is. subtlety, it I'm is. afraid, is lost on me. Well, yeah. you're a rube. Why don't we take a break? Ladies and gentlemen, uh, you are once again listening to K-Ware Theater of the Air here on KWUR 90.3 FM. A backwards rube, I say. A backwards, backwards rube. Clayton. Yeah. What do we have next? I don't know, like some stuff. Some stuff? Yeah. Some stuff sounds good. We can play some stuff. to the K-Ware Theater of the Air here on KWUR Clayton 90.3 FM. I'm David Reinstrom. I'm David Brunel Brutman. And I'm Alex Jensen. And I'm Justin Pieper. Yes. Hi, right on. <laughs> so, um, Justin is our that, that trainee intern uh, yeah, it was. Yeah. for the day. Yeah, nice Hour. pick. Everyone give him a warm round of applause. Oh. 
Thanks, guys. I feel very welcome. Yes. Good. I'm, you I'm are sure very that welcome. our listeners at home also. They can feel the heat from our, our warmth. So, our what's sorry? Warm what? applause. <laughs> oh, the heat from our warmth. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I'm very yeah. deep, Alex. You <laughs> have to this. understand that about me. <laughs> I know this about you. <laughs> I am a mystery wrapped in an enigma. What's today's theme, guys? Evil. Oh, 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 oh. Okay, before we play the next sketch, can we have an evil laughter contest? Let's. Okay, who wants to go first? Uh, I will go first. Okay. <laughs> 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 and that's time. Okay, Justin, are you ready? Oh, we're going to go or we're going to rate his laugh? Uh, we'll, we'll rate we'll them all after. Yeah, yeah we'll, we'll do a roundup after. All right. <clears throat> I like this kid. It was kind of count, uh, the count from uh, Sesame Street. Yes. Was yes. Uh, 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 uh. There we go. <coughs> I like so. Wait, David, you can't have two entries. Well, that wasn't an entry. Watch yourself. Yeah. Alex. That was nice. Yeah, I, I enjoyed that. David? Yes. <laughs> We're pretty mm. good. All yeah. on the board. I think we, we bring a level of diversity to the evil laughter industry. What do you think? I think we're going to have to deliberate and we'll reveal who won the evil laugh contest after this next Epic sketch. Uh, this is one of the earliest sketches in our archives. Yes, and, it is. And, and it's one, one of, of the my best. favorites. Yeah, actually. One of my favorites. And deals with the subject of evil, specifically evil minions. Uh, so without further ado, we present the epic documentary Minions. I've often watched the island from the mainland, though the fog makes it difficult to see. The volcano at its summit bulches smoke on this foggy and cold morning. From a distance, it would seem as though the only activity on the island is geothermal, but deep within its caldera, Dr. E.Q. Ignatius, mad genius and criminal mastermind, plots himself closer and closer towards complete world domination. The good doctor's wild schemes, though usually foiled by Monsieur Formidable, that francophonic freedom fighter, are and have always been impressive. Their scope and complexity boggles the mind. Truly, genius is a suitable title for a man. But no matter how brilliant Dr. Ignatius may be, he cannot bring about his plans on his own. Hundreds of hard-working local men and women serve under Dr. Ignatius as lab techs, guards, cooks, and defense attorneys. Here in Cordy's Boch, a quiet coastal town, the doctor is one of the largest employers in the region. Many local businesses supply the island's expensive and varied needs, and local fishermen can sell even the smallest catches to Ignatius' kitchen staff. But although Ignatius gets his share of media attention, the people that work for him rarely do. This is their story. I'm Clive Vanderhaus, QXJ News. I spoke to Wensleydale Thrinebolt, a local mechanic at the EZ Auto Repair Shop in Cordy's Bore. His brother Ned works for Dr. Ignatius. Yeah, me brother works for the doctor. Seems a decent enough start, according to what he tells me, I mean. Ned's always bringing work home on the weekends. It's usually some kind of robotic animal or another. Doctor's all about robot animals, he is. Last spring, a huge horde of robot wildlife descended upon the flagship bank of Crady Swiss in Zurich, overpowering and disabling the guards and making off with over 36 million in Swiss francs, some of the most stable currency in the world. It's not known who was behind the attack, but experts are fairly certain that it was Dr. Ignatius, for whom robotic animals are something of a calling card. No one was injured in the robbery. Considered working for the man I did. When I graduated from the technical college, I figured maybe he'd want me, as Ned had been working for him for a year or so by then. But the auto shop was hiring, and I didn't want to move out to the island every week. Ferry runs every three hours, but folks that work there full-time tend to go home only on the weekends. That's Barnaby Thimble, a bartender at the Threathish Screw, a harbour bar and hangout for fishermen, dock workers, stevedores, and other synonyms for maritime professionals. He works them hard, but I've never heard anyone speak truly ill of the doctor. Met him once. He comes over to the mainland a few times a year for important town functions. Mostly, though, he keeps to himself. Shook his hand. Firm, good grip. Rough hands. Works hard, he does. I can respect that. 
the threadless screw Thimble's Bar is a clean place, with all sorts of seaside paraphernalia. Old life preservers, anchors, carved and painted seagulls. I spoke to Nancy, one of the servers, over lunch. And here's your sandwich, Clive. Uh, thank you. So, what's to be said about Mr Ignatius? He's been good for our community ever since he took up on that island. Made us real prosperous like he did. He revitalised our economy and gave us something to look up to. The number of high school kids what go on to college out of Cordy's Bar has gone up by a good 15% in the last four years. They want to go get educated, learn science, just like Dr Ignatius. I had to learn more about the operation. I had to know what the facility was like, so I took a ferry to the island. Now, if you look out over to your right, you can see the patrol boats. They're always active, looking for superheroes and do-gooders. What you don't see is the attack robot crocodiles. Those are deep below the surface. I made it to the island without incident. I couldn't be sure if the ferryman was joking about the attack crocodiles, but I suppose it's best to be safe. Ignatius's lairs within these doors. Two huge iron portals, easily a dozen feet high. I'm going to knock. Yes? Uh, hello. Yes, my name is Clive Vanderhaus, QXJ News. I believe you should have me on a list. We do, Mr. Vanderhaus. You're clear to come inside for your security screening. my way into the island through massive doors into a very comfortable-looking corporate office. A woman sat behind a desk, and two men in suits and ID badges stood on either side of her. I removed my hat. Uh, hello, I'm Clive Vanderhaus, and I suppose I'll need a press pass? Yes, Mr. Vanderhaus, but first, a security screening. Oh? Yes, we never know what you might have brought in with you. The two men moved towards me. Our security agents will be gentle and respectful... Provided you are truthful and honest. We're not a governmental organization, Mr. Vanderhaus. You needn't blindly obey us, as you probably obey them. If we ask you a security question, you don't have to tell us the truth. But we'll beat you with truncheons until you do. I allowed myself to be frisked without incident, then metal detected, and then explosives sniffed by an unpleasantly thorough dog. Just a safety precaution, you understand. Sometimes superheroes bug unwitting stooges with all sorts of devices. I was no stooge, but I took it in stride. I told her that the last time I'd even spoken to a superhero was eight months ago. That was Coinslot, the American superhero who always has correct change. The interview ended abruptly when Coinslot had to rescue a nearby motorist from the fearsome clutches of a parking meter. I ended up speaking to the woman at the desk. She was conservatively dressed and rather mysterious looking. A pair of chopsticks held her dark hair in a bun. She sat, legs crossed, watching me critically. I'm Dr. Ignatius's amanuensis secretary. I make sure no undesirables get in, at least not through the front door. We've got banks of security camera feeds right here, on this desk, and against this wall over here. We've had cameras trained on you since a little bit before you got off the boat. We've got three separate radar arrays in case one or two get jammed. But I'm not really the one you should talk to for security issues. Here's Melvin, the island's chief security officer. Melvin, a balding young man in a lab coat, took me down the hallway and gave me a quick survey of the island's defences. Our facility is probably one of the most secure in the northern hemisphere. Nobody gets in or out without us knowing. See that camera? We've got a camera watching that camera to see if it's been sabotaged. And we've got another camera watching that camera. And bolted at the top of that is a teeny weeny little baby camera. We're very secure. All of our air vents are full of razor blades. Razor blades laced with kryptonite. No do-gooders will ever scramble through that on our hands and knees. On top of that, we've bolted them all closed. Hella closed. The only thing that gets through our air vents is air. But that are pain in the bonnet to clean, believe you me. <coughs> That's why we use prisoners to clean them. G'day, 0012! <coughs> Enjoy your pancakes today. <coughs> Tomorrow, it's waffles for brekkie. <coughs> Those waffles, too, are filled with razor blades. We run a tight ship here. The boss brooks no argument, and we tend to go along with what he says. 
He's a good employer. I wanted to see what someone slightly lower on the food chain had to say about that, so I spoke to Tom, a perimeter guard with a love for Baroque architecture. The design of the place is really fascinating. A number of very interesting influences came together in a lovely sort of synchrony to form the ramparts here. You can see a little Rococo in there, but really, the balustrades, just them. Absolutely fantastic. I could be a henchman for Andyfon, but I love the look of this place. I can't stand the postmodern look most supervillains are messing about with these days. Captain Malevolence? Too pointy. Felonious monk? Too austere. And I wanted to be close to home. I have a wife and kids in town. But being a supervillain's henchman isn't just admiring the view. Tom and the other guards have a number of different responsibilities. Some of the more experienced guards will teach a course in basic guardsmanship for each batch of new recruits. You'd be surprised at how many new henchmen can't even hit a target at 50 paces. In the old days, we just assumed that if you were going to work for a criminal, that you could handle a firearm. But, well, we've discovered that's just not true. So we do orientation exercises, icebreakers, getting to know you games, and the like. Everyone has to know everyone else, or someone could easily impersonate one of us. Tom has taught most of the courses to new recruits. Yeah, there's running, jumping, always traveling in pairs, basic marksmanship, not falling asleep, any sorts of rhetoric. That last one was the boss's idea, and he always teaches it. It's great, he's very engaging. The island is a great place to work. Sometimes I get the weekend shift, and I spend the week at home, see the kids. They have wonderful benefits. Health insurance for the family, life insurance, death insurance, and dental. And I love these uniforms. I have to be frank here, Clive, but I've never felt so... Can I say this on the radio? Sexy! We were looking, honestly, to go in a direction that hadn't really been done before. At least, not in this line of work. That's Genevieve, the island's resident fashion advisor. Henchmen are notoriously ill-dressed. It is a slap to the face of discerning villains everywhere to see such... jumpsuitery. Around here, we are classy, yet functional. You know those policemen in Rome? The hot ones? We. That's totally us. Their uniforms are in several pieces, so that they cannot be removed so easily in case a guard is not unconscious and somebody wants to steal his or her clothing. Also, each uniform is tagged to a specific guard so that if it is ever worn by anyone else, a fashionable spray of ink will hit that person in the face, marking them unmistakably as one of the enemy. If spotted by one of the other guards, such a person is generally shot on sight. That was sobering, and then she turned on me. And you, Clive, that jacket is absolutely not you. You're lucky I am not in charge of your wardrobe, or I'd have your suit in shreds on the floor in seconds. You need more spring colors. You're a spring, you know. That tweed ensemble is just so old man, so dry and crackly, so autumn, and so loud I can hardly hear myself think. Get out of my sight. Dr. Ignatius' operation is built around an active volcano, which he uses to power his various machines and reactors. It also provides all the heat for water and other more mundane uses. But no supervillain, brilliant genius or not, could long resist the other various uses for persistently bubbling magma. Well, the mean temperature of the magma tends to be at about 1,652 degrees Fahrenheit, that's around 900 degrees centigrade. We take great pride in our magma pool here, and we use it for a number of <laughs> very interesting things. This is Deepak Subramanium, a member of Ignatius's inner circle. He gave me a tour of some of the darker aspects of the island's operations. The darker aspects beyond, you know, using prisoner labor to clean up air ducts full of razors. My technical title is Director of Creative Homicide Solutions, but really, you can just call me Subi. Subi took me on a tour around the seething caldera, which is protected by several sheets of thick plate glass. We, and by we I mean the staff and its guests, are terribly safe around the magma pit. It is impossible for you to fall into the pool from here. Okay, I mean not entirely impossible, but you really have to try. But if you're not such an honored guest, if you catch my meaning, you're treated to the more unpleasant aspects of such a pretty public heart. From where we were standing, the magma looked nothing so much like a big pot of fondue, except that it glowed and the air around it shimmered from the heat. As we walked around the pit, I noticed banks of comfortable-looking couches, all facing the pool. I inquired about them. 
This place is essentially our break room. It's so cold and wet outside for nearly the entire year, and this place just sort of called to people. They'd go and hang out here on breaks even before the plate glass was installed, back before we put it vents in its tank of sulfur. That's just how inviting the chamber is. It's just homey. Over here, we've got the wet bar for parties. You wouldn't believe how many people from the mainland request to have wedding receptions in here. It's great. A wonderful source of revenue for the island when operations are slow. Subi took me over to a raised platform with more couches. This is the observation deck. You can get a good look at the pool from anywhere around the rim, but this is the prize spot. I gave him a blank stare, not understanding. Oh, of course, for the executions, I mean, I thought you knew. We hold the major executions here. These are the best seats in the house. I received an explanation of the latest death trap installed above the pit and tried to keep my emotions in check. We don't kill people in here that often, but when we do, oh man, what excitement. We redesign the death trap every three months just to change it up. The engineers compete to design the one that wins, and whoever's design is selected gets a bonus. Then I oversee the construction and implementation. It's great. The one we've got for this quarter is, well, how about I just show it to you? He pressed a button on the arm of a couch, and after entering a security code, a control panel sprang up. Now, we don't do live demonstrations. It's bad for PR. So we use these incredibly lifelike human models made of tofu. A small bipedal mass of bean curd appeared on a conveyor belt. Subi began to explain the particulars of his fiendish death trap. Would you like to do the honors and press the big red button? I pressed the button. Immediately things started whirring and blinking. A bank of televisions sprang into activity on a near wall. There were feeds from cameras inside the pit trained on the tofu mannequin, and true to what Melvin the security man had told me, on each other. Now, if this was really happening, we wouldn't just have the subject on a conveyor belt. He'd be thrown in by some burly eunuchs. Oh, oh, and there he goes. He's fallen off the conveyor belt, and now he'll go through the rotating knives there. In a short respite, at least he thinks, because he's landed on what appears to be another conveyor belt, but it is, in reality, a giant belt sander, which rubs up against this wall there. When he falls through there, he lands on that pillow. Oh, he thinks he's done, but look! Spikes shoot out right under the pillow! Oh, that is my favorite part! And now, at this point, a beautiful woman approaches our little tofu man and holds out her hand. And look, she embraces him. But uh aha, it is not a woman at all, but really a robot, made out of tiny robot spiders, and they crawl all over his flesh, and he falls off that platform there, passing through the web of lasers. Interrupting those lasers activates these spinning fan blades there, then he falls into the magma, and then the robot animals swimming in the molten rock, see how they scurry, look, there are the robot piranhas, and there are the robot crocodiles, oh my favorite, the robot bears. See how they fall upon him, our little tofu man. They rip what's left of him to pieces and submerge him in the magma. Oh, look at it sizzle and bubble in the blazing horrible inferno. Imagine if it were a real man made of meat, how he would just be by now a mashed up jumble of flesh and muscle inside a thin casing of skin, scorched and stored. That was possibly the scariest thing I had ever seen. I said nothing, trying to hold my lunch down. Subi produced a plate from behind the bar. Get for a hot dog. It's made of fresh tofu. I'm not going to lie, listeners. I definitely threw up there. After I cleaned up a bit, took a shower in the chem lab and got a change of clothes, I went into the doctor's inner sanctum to talk to the man himself. Ignatius is a very dapper gentleman, complete with smoking jacket and monocle. He smoked a pipe as we sat in his study. They called me mad at the academy. Mad! Which was true. I kind of always had a temper. My analyst and I have been working on that, but... She really can't help me get over this weird desire I have to conquer the world. It's just, I have a hard time letting go of it. I think I've got all the right things in place, you know? The robot animals, the happy employees. I love being located in Quaddy's bar because it's pretty isolated, even if it's on the mainland. The bar is sort of a small finger of land that juts out into the ocean, and there's not really much of anything else to the north of us. So really, we largely have our privacy when we want it. But being so isolated doesn't mean we're not cultured or anything. Oh, no. We have regional festivals. We have... Oh, we had this symphony orchestra come in last spring. That was nice. And there's always the yearly staff show. That's always a good time. <laughs> anyway, Mr. Vanderhouse, I'm afraid I'm going to have to kill you now. What? Why? You know too much, Mr. Vanderhouse. 
If this news got out, it might be a danger to our organization. I just wanted to do a slice of life piece. Yes, and you'll be doing a slice of life. Your life. Ha ha ha. Oh, oh, what? It's funny. Aren't you going to tell me some kind of evil plan before I die, then? Why would I do that? You're not even important. Oh, God. Wait, if I'm not important, that means you're not going to send me through the horrible torture device. Right? Right? Right. Clean up in aisle... my office. <laughs> As I lay dying there, I thought about a lot of things. My Neopets, my bank account, my wife and child, silly things, trivial things that flickered by as I reviewed my life. I realised that before I really had to pass on, I'd need to get my story out there, out to the masses. That's a journalist's responsibility. So, from the great beyond, this is Clive Vanderhaus, QXJ News. Goodbye. Also, would somebody feed my Neopets? They're probably starving. I bet Wendell is at, like, hunger level severe right now. I have them at such high battle levels. Jeez. And that was Minions, uh, are one of my favorite pieces ever. Oh, yes, and one of mine, too. Listeners, this is the K-Worth Theater of the Air, here on KWUR 90.3 FM. I think I know someone else that can say it better. Thank you, David. You're welcome. Anytime. Okay, so, um... One more thing, right? Yes, yes, one more thing. One more thing for, for you listeners. But first we have a public service announcement to be read by the winner of our of our um, our evil laughter contest. Yeah, that's that's the prize. Trainee Justin Bieber. Speak forth. As a dad, you probably taught your son how to hit a baseball. But have you taught him what not to hit? Teach him early that all violence against women is wrong. For tips, visit endabuse.org. Brought to you by the Family Violence Prevention Fund, the Waite Institute for Violence Prevention, and the Ad Council. And this station. Yes. Okay, so we have... I'm sorry. I had to squeeze it okay. in. Well, we have, we have time for one last uh, trailer or commercial, and we then did. we are going to have to go. So, you know, parting such sweet sorrow and all that. We'd better play something good. All right. Make it good, David. All right. Oh, uh, Vanessa, before we go to the to the restaurant, i got to head up the ATM and get some extra money. Oh, yeah, that's fine. Okay, cool. Um, and there's one right over there. Okay, awesome. Please enter personal identification number. Withdrawal or deposit. Checking or savings. Vanessa, do I have a checking or a savings? Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, checking. <laughs> yeah, probably right. checking. Enter transaction amount. Please take your money and your receipt. Great, that was easy, Vanessa. This kind of banking sucks! I want my banking to be extreme! Foster and Wells Extreme Banking is for you! Extreme! Motor scooters! Skateboards! Extreme! Electric guitars! I go into my bank. I want all my organs to liquefy instantly. Wish granted! <laughs> when I make a deposit, I want to jump over 15 buses on a motorcycle into a lion's mouth. Wish granted! <laughs> well, when I go into my bank, I just, you know, want someone who's looking out for me. Wish denied! Welcome to Extreme Banking! Uh, hi, I'd like to make a deposit. Well, deposit this! Foster and Wells Extreme Banking! Extreme! Subsidiary Foster and Wells. Bank not liable for injury or death caused by use of service. Member FDIC. Extreme! That is definitely one of our favorite original contests. Pretty quality. Yeah. You know what else is quality? What? The end of the show. No, it's not. Well, no, it's kind of sad. 
Well, okay. But there's always the promise of next week. It's true. So here from the KWUR Theater of the Air, I'm David Reinstrom. I'm David Brunel Brutman. And I'm Alex Jensen. And there's Justin Paper. Say hello. Hello. And say goodbye. Goodbye. The KWUR <laughs> Improv Theater of the Air this week was Laura Castagnon, Melissa Duchin, Jeremy Duchin, Jesse Markowitz, Tim Lemieux, Jim Wolfe, David Brunel Brutman, Alex Jensen, and David Reinstrom. Our director, our director of overwrought flamenco dancing this week was Wolf Blitzer, and our clemency czar was Jimmy Carter. Makeup by Tim Burton, costumes by Margaret Thatcher. High fives for the K-Worth Theater of the Air, provided by the Phantom of the Opera. Handmade, tiny little bite-sized hand sandwiches, provided by King Kong. And ladies and gentlemen, the fifth Beatle of the week is Billy Preston. I repeat, that's Billy Preston. A very special thank you to trainee Justin Peeper for coming in this week. Woo! Got anything, Justin? Justin? Got anything for, uh, no? Nope. Any special thank yous? Well, uh... Personally, I'd like to thank the witch from Wizard of Oz for teaching Alex that beautiful laugh that she gave us. You know, it was <laughs> a fine laugh. Was fun. Thank you. It was my inspiration. And uh, thank you to Doc Ock for all the massages. Those were great. Yeah, thanks, Doc. Thank you, Lex Luthor, Luthor uh, for teaching me how to shave my head. This is the KWUR <laughs> Theater of the Air, and Alex, too. Uh, we'll, we will catch <laughs> we'll you, next you next week. week. You're so shiny. <laughs> Touch I mean, it. I like it. Oh. Touch it. Touch it.